Welcome in to Prime Time Titans, episode four. We got a great draft primer for you guys today. Um, talking about initially, we get into about 10 minutes of uh, just Titans draft pick history, some of our favorites, most frustrating picks over the last 10, 20 years. Um, and then we kind of give our evaluation on what we think of John Robinson as a drafter, some of the picks he's had that have done well, some of the uh, picks that are busts and where he needs to improve in terms of uh, positioning in the draft. And then finally, we do an evaluation of each position on the Titans roster and whether we think the Titans need to use one of their nine draft picks and where in the draft to pick one of those guys. Um, hope you enjoy. And without any further ado, Mr. Willie Nelson. Hello, I'm Johnny Cash. I hear the train a coming, it's rolling around a bend, and I ain't seen the sunshine since I don't know when. I'm stuck in Folsom Prison, and time keeps dragging on. All right. Here we go. Primetime Titans, episode four. Good news to you all. This is not a re-recording like episode three and a half. We, uh, well, to our knowledge, this is not. Yes, so um, we're back and here's the deal. This episode is all NFL draft, past and present. With that, a little John Robinson draft trivia for you guys. John Robinson has only had one fourth-round draft pick with the Titans. Can you name who that is? I don't know what he has against the fourth round, mm, but he has one fourth-round draft pick. Can you name who it is? I can give you hints if you need it, but I trust you guys. You might, you might be able to get it. I might, might need a hint. But is he still on the team? He is currently on the team, yes. And he, you will know him. For sure. He, he's valuable minutes. It does seem like John Robinson finds sneaky value in the fourth round and trading it away. So maybe that's why he doesn't like keeping them and trading and then seeing what he can get more yeah, it's, with it's like players. The, the fourth round is the cutoff. He's like, well, those are the guys you know, I can afford to trade out of. Or he just knows he can't get a good draft pick there. Well, actually, yeah. I guess the guy's still on the team. Maybe he's good. I got an answer for you. Okay. Amani Hooker. Did not look it up. Okay. Did you? Did not look it up. That is correct. And I'm actually very impressed um, because it took me a while to get it. <laughs> but, um, yes, so Imani Hooker is John Robinson's only fourth-round draft pick. Uh, for those of you all that don't know, he is a safety for the Titans, number 37. He's actually going to be the starting safety next year, take over the role from Kenny Vaccaro. We gave a tribute to Kenny Vaccaro um, a couple episodes ago. So there's the, the trivia. And uh, you did a great job, Robert. Congrats. Uh, you win zero dollars. Um, but, uh, yes, yeah, so with that, um, to stay on the topic of past drafts, um, we're going to go over some questions and uh, how we've, I guess, all three of us have felt about certain guys. And it's Pettit's going to lead celebration us time. It's draft season. It's it NFL is, draft season. Yes, I it, time to celebrate. It is a huge week, and for those of y'all uh, who are ready to stop seeing mock drafts, 
um, which I will admit, I'm the one that loves mock drafts. <laughs> so um, Pettit is going to get us going with, uh, with these questions. Yeah, so I got a few questions on past drafts, kind of personal questions, a little bit more on how you felt about them. Okay. So the first one I'm going to go with is who was your most memorable draft pick that the Titans had that just left a – like you were most excited about, I guess, at the time. Most memorable, super easy for me, Michael Griffin. I don't know why, but I still remember the exact place I was in, who I was with, what I was doing. I was driving home from an AAU tournament with my dad and my buddy Chase Smith. Shout out uh, Cheese, Chaz Smith out there. Um, if you need a house in town, great realtor. Um, nice little plug there for Chase. Absolutely. <laughs> And yep, I w- we uh, I think we were pretty pissed because we didn't know who he was, but uh, <laughs> turned out to be a great Titan, a TFL, if you will. Um, and uh, Titan for life was <laughs> was the loss. lone bright spot on quite a few bad teams. I would say he. I feel like I always would see him get interceptions, and get, it's like, oh, who got an interception for the Titans? Oh, Michael Griffin again, because he was the only. Like above average player on our team for a huge portion. He was also of pretty great in the community. I know he went to high school basketball and football. Well, I guess not football. And he in high school basketball games. Yeah, and he, he went and Brian to Brian Arakpo have now opened a cupcake shop. That's okay. I knew Brian Arakpo was one of them. I didn't know it was Michael Griffin with him. That's also because they both went to Texas together. That's right. Well, to stay on the topic of Texas, I'm going to pick another former Texas player, and this was actually the draft a year before. My most memorable, Vince Young. We got him number three overall. I remember, I think it was what? It was Matt Leiner, Reggie Bush, Vince Young, right? The first Mm -hmm. three picks that year. Yep. And I was watching in my den at my parents' house and literally ran through the house because I was so excited. And he gave us some awesome years. Oh, my gosh. Rookie of the year. But, uh, but didn't he love he he loved his cheesecake? He factory. man, the guy spent about three hundred thousand dollars a week on the cheesecake at the cheesecake <laughs> factory. Is is what we heard? That's right. Pettit, do you have one? Yeah, I would say mine is Jake Locker. Oh wow! I remember reading it in the newspaper as a kid. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't watch the draft, so I read it in the newspaper, and I was like, quarterback. All right, I'm excited. And you know, my mom is from Washington State, so I was like, Washington, even cooler. I was all in. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so there you have it. Uh, You have just learned that Pettit, growing up as a kid, read the newspaper. Um, (laughs) Sports section only. (laughs) Sports Illustrator for kids. If uh, anyone can relate, picking the posters. Oh, I wanted to submit a drawing all the time to those. Yes, I did too. I actually (laughs) did that too. Um, Okay, so. Did you ever do the uh, Beat Biddle, the Joe Biddle in the sports section? No. Tennessean? I never did that. No. No, you had to pick the college football games of the weekend, and if you beat them, you got featured in the uh, in the sports section the next week. Oh, my. Legendary sports writer, RIP, Joe Biddle. All right, so to go from most memorable, I have a question is, who is your most frustrating draft pick besides Isaiah Wilson? Yeah, I think we're going to have to say besides Isaiah Wilson for a few of these questions here for obvious reasons. Throughout but, the whole um, podcast – yeah, there's just this a big old, you know, big old asterisk by by his name at all times because it's such an obvious answer for so many of these questions. But my most frustrating draft pick has got to be um, a Tennessee volunteer by the name of Justin Hunter. Oh, 
Robert. I always thought he had the talent and the ability. Even at Tennessee, I, I, you know, watched him and thought that he could be a lot better than he was. And then he came to the Titans in the second round, and he just would make some plays in training camp and in practice. And it was like five years in a row. I would think, okay, this is the year he's going to become the receiver that we've just have, we've never been able to get it, it at the Titans, and he just never could do it. Never could do it. Jeez. Uh, just had to pick on my VFL. I actually was really excited when we got Justin Hunter. So I, to be honest, can can for sure relate with that answer. Um, let's see. I'm trying to think who I want to go with. Um, you want me to go? Yeah, let me think a little more on it. You, you go ahead and go if you, gonna, if you got one. I'm going to stay on the topic of wide receivers. Because we have not had very good wide receivers in the duration of Titans franchise, I'm going to go Doriel Green Beckham. Mm. Also, a guy that thought was going to be a beast for the Titans, and he had one good game, and then we I traded mean, he, him. I guess he had a handful of good games. <laughs> Actually, you know what? No, I take that back. He had one good game. No, he he I, had like maybe one or two. He had some good I was, catches. I was mixing him up with Kenny Britt for a second. Kenny Britt actually had a couple oh, really Kenny Britt great had a games. Great season. Yeah. yeah, and then but Doriel Green Beckham was like yeah, Doriel Green was Beckham. Barely, I felt like he was barely. No, he had on the a field. good like six game stretch with Mariota in like his maybe his rookie year or his second year. But you know what wasn't frustrating was trading him for Dennis Kelly. Oh, That's great true. move! That was was that John Robinson's first was trade. His first trade, I believe. Yeah, God, probably. You, and you said Dennis Kelly was the guy you were going to miss the most, right? Other than, um, I think you did. Maybe. Other than, other than, (laughs) no matter what, I miss him. Other than the Ryan Tannehill trade, that's probably, I would say, his best trade so far. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if you can beat that Ryan Tannehill trade. Yeah. Okay, I got mine. Um, (laughs) And I feel like this is going to be, it's going to, it'll make sense why it's frustrating. Bishop Sankey. <laughs> oh, totally we agree. drafted Bishop Sankey in the second round. You could of tell 2014. Yeah. And I remember there was a draft po- profile. ESPN would always do, you know, following certain, not rookies, not like after they were drafted, but before they were drafted. And I remember seeing, and so he, I, he went to Washington, and I was like, dude, this guy's going to be sick. I, I actually, I was kind of in on it. And then just right away, you could tell he was just never going to be the guy. And there were other, I can't remember right now which running backs were there that we could have drafted. But, I mean. I think he was the first running back taken that year. He was. Okay, who was the Bengals running back? Jeremy Hill. Yep. I think Jeremy Hill was someone who we could have taken, but we picked Bishop Sankey instead. And then, honestly, you could tell tell in the preseason, just watching him warm up, that he wasn't going to be any good. Golly, Bishop Sankey. All Taylor, right. Taylor Lewan was the first John draft pick that year. So you know, and oh, Daquan well. Jones. So we had some good, okay, some yeah. good picks. In that Avery round. Williamson as well. Yeah, in that draft. Good times. Um, next question I got for you guys: um, a player that I guess a draft pick that you're most pleasantly surprised with, a guy that you know didn't think was going to be good and turned out to be good. I got, I got, I got one here. It's, it's an interesting, st- like it's Chris Johnson. Because I actually really, really wanted Rashard Mendenhall, and I think the Steelers took him. Like it might have been the pick before, and so when also we also want to note that we had a higher draft pick than the Patriots that year. If that's right, <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah, uh, 
so I said Steelers. Did I say Steelers? You said Patriots, but wow. I meant Steelers. That's a brain fart. There it is. <laughs> um, so it was the Steelers. The Steelers took Richard Mendenhall before. I, Chris Johnson was like, oh, he ran like a 4-2 something, 40, I guess. Sweet. And then, you know, CJ2K. Well, the so, thing was is, is we had also, we had drafted Chris Henry, a running back from, where was he oh, from? I don't know. Some small school. And we got him in what, like the second round the year before? Oh, out of Arizona. And he was supposed to be like a similar type, only a speed guy, and he was horrible. Remember that? Mm-hmm. And then we get Chris Johnson the next year, and I was kind of with you. I was like, "All right, what are we doing? We're just obsessed with these speed guys." And then obviously Chris Johnson was a lot better than Chris Henry. Yeah, so that's I'm with true. you on that one. Um, what was the question most surprising? Most pleasantly, pleasantly surprised. Pleasantly surprised. Man, there's a couple guys that I could name here but i gotta go with jarell casey because uh i was ecstatic about both jake locker and our second round pick that year was akeem Ayers out of ucla Mm. and i thought those were two guarantee home run picks and i saw jarell casey 6'1 280 had never really seen him play out at usc and I was like, okay, whatever. That's probably another throwaway pick that we missed on like we usually do. And it was the complete opposite. So, obviously, Jake Locker never really panned out, had a lot of injuries, and Akeem Ayers just was a terrible pick and just flamed out of the league. Although he's super athletic, he just never could put it together. So, yeah, Jarrell Casey turning into a perennial all-pro was uh, – I was, it totally surprised me and was uh, pleasantly, pleasantly surprised for a decade there. Pettit, who you got? So I can name, you know, you can name those guys in the sixth or seventh round, but you probably didn't know their names to begin with. So my guy that shocked me that I was not a fan of, actually, when we got him. You guys are going to think I'm crazy here. Derrick Henry. Oh. oh. I remember we got him, and I was I like... I would say you are very surprised. I, I seriously thought he was the worst Bama running back of, you know, that stellar yeah, just yeah. string of running backs that was coming well, that's out of still, a lot of still people, going. Still a lot, there's a lot of takes out there that would agree with you. People did not think, some people did not think he would be very good in the NFL. That's true. And I was just like, I mean, sure, it's fun that we're stabbing at this guy, but I mean, he, he was Heisman. I mean, that's fun, but I was like, I don't know. We had like I, the I Heisman duo of Mariota and Derrick Henry. Yeah. And then, you know, he came in rookie year and didn't do anything. Oh, well, because like, we had oh, DeMarco Murray still. But it's still like, great. Wow. We got a running back that's not yeah. going to do anything. Another one. Add it to the list. Well, he was part of that draft haul that we got for trading uh, the number one overall pick to the Los Angeles Rams, who moved up and got Jared Goff. And we ended up picking Austin Johnson the, in the second round out of Penn State. He was okay, but never really did a lot. Derrick Henry, who obviously is the best running back in the NFL potentially in the MVP conversation again next year. And then we got Jonu Smith, who was just the number one tight end in free agency, and Corey Davis, who just signed $14 million contract a year with the New York Jets. So I would say with uh, you know Jared Goff being traded this year for <laughs> Matt Stafford that we got the better end of that uh, draft haul. I'd say so as well. And that's, Jack that's Conklin. Jack Conklin, because we ended up trading – up to get Jack, Jack Conklin with some of those draft assets. And we didn't re-sign Jack Conklin, but... But he was great. He was another all-pro. All his rookie year, yeah. 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 All right, so last question I got for you guys, and this one also we're going to have to exclude somebody. <laughs> Biggest bust. And, yeah, okay. yep, we're going to exclude Isaiah Wilson here. 
Let's hear what you guys got. Okay, I'm I'm gonna go with it, and I know he gave us a few good years, but Marcus Mariota, considering he was the number two pick, so much hype around him, and it's just tough to get that quarterback position right. And I'm gonna go. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna say biggest bust, Marcus Mariota, and I think it kind of just goes along with. I know he gave us some good years, and. I for sure was one of the Titans fans that bought into him and really wanted him to work out. He's just, I mean, you can't not like Marcus Mariota. But, you know, I mean, what, we drafted him in 2015. You would think that sitting here 2021, we're we're going into this draft this year with Marcus Mariota as our quarterback. And he's not here. So, biggest bust. I don't necessarily disagree with that, but I think there were bigger busts. And... um one, I, I kind of threw around a couple of guys in my head for this one. One is, an, is a name, a blast from the past, Andre Wolfolk. You guys remember him? We picked him 28th overall in like, I think it was the early, maybe 2002, 2003, a corner out of Oklahoma, and he never quite was much of anything in the NFL. But he's not my number one pick for this question. It's going to be Chance Warmack. Oh, that's, a, that's who I was going to say. Jeez. Out of Alabama. Um, mainly because I know for a fact that he was the number one player on our draft board that year. Uh, and there were a lot of people who thought he was really, really good, but you don't draft offensive guards in the first round. But um, I did a, a, a shadowing. I was able to shadow... Um, some members in the Titans front offense for a senior year project and was able to look at the draft board before the draft and remember seeing him as the number one player on the board. So I was uh, very excited when we, he fell to us at 10 and, and he was pretty bad for the four years he was with us and then he was with the Eagles for a couple years and then he's out of the NFL and he yeah. was labeled as – uh, potentially the best player in the draft by not just the Titans, but other people in the NFL um, contributed to that poor offensive line that Mariota had to play for, play behind uh, for you know his early years. Um, so other than Mariota, we went four or three out of those four drafts right there. We went uh, offensive lineman in the first round. We went Chance Warmack, Taylor Lewan, then we went Mariota, and then we went Jack Conklin. Um, so you Man. can imagine if, if Warmack had panned out, you know, maybe, maybe there's a different story that we're writing or with Mariota there. Yeah, I would agree. Chance Warmack was actually who I was going to say, but quick Google search and I found out who I'm going to pick. <laughs> and the fact that I'd Google search him because I completely forgot about him shows how bad of a draft pick he was. You guys are going to laugh at this one. Taewon Taylor. Oh, oh yeah. I- <laughs> I wanted to like Taewon Taylor so bad. I follow him on Instagram. Went to Western Kentucky. That's where my mom went. I was like, let's freaking go. Taewon Taylor's going to be great. Yeah, and then what? We traded him to the Browns Yeah, for also, I think, a seventh-round pick? or maybe. Yeah, I don't I know, but I, I don't even think he ended up making the team. No, he didn't. No, he, he, he was on the team for, I think, finished that year out and then got cut. Or something he like was that. really, really productive in college, which is a trend that we can get into a little bit later. Jonathan Rob- John Robinson loves productive players in college, but uh, couldn't quite ever find his footing in the NFL. Yes, so I think that is all the questions I another, got. JG, you want to... Another name, by the way, in the long list of failed receiver picks by the Tennessee Titans. <laughs> and Kendall Wright. 
So Kendall and, Wright, another yeah, name. Right. <laughs> I mean, Corey Davis maybe could put him in there too, even though I will say I I definitely am gonna miss him. So how about Courtney Roby or Brandon Jones? Remember oh my those gosh. failed wide receiver picks? Jeez. <laughs> I I didn't until you just said those <laughs> names. Um so yeah, moving on. Um Paul Williams gonna, out of Fresno State. Oh, I remember Paul Williams. Lavelle Hawkins out of Cal. Oh my gosh. These are <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> I mean, it's at this point, we the, do a whole the receivers on on the Titans' failures at the wide receiver position. AJ Brown, t- twenty years. AJ Brown probably, I mean, going to go down as maybe the best draft pick at receiver was Derek Mason a draft pick. Derek Mason was a first round draft pick. Yeah. So I would say Derek. So, no, 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 no. I'm Kevin, sorry. Kevin I'm Dyson sorry. was a first round. Kevin draft Dyson was a first round okay. draft pick. Yeah. Well, Tyrone Calico. Oh, I remember oh. Tyrone Calico. All right, all right, we're gonna um, move on. Yeah, move so on. <laughs> moving on. Uh, let's get into uh, Robert, as you're talking about John Robinson. Really looking at that production. Um, before we go into kind of just breaking down what we're thinking with certain positions and stuff, let's talk about um, just briefly. Give me a like what you're thinking with, you know, how John Robinson handles drafts, how he's handled it the past few years and what you're thinking going into this year. Give me like 30 seconds to a minute. Um, yeah, I think J-Rob, he is probably one of the best GMs in rounds three to seven because you're going to have guys in those rounds that every GM doesn't hit on, every team misses on because at that point it is really more of a crapshoot, which the whole draft kind of is, but – especially rounds three to seven. You're just hoping to get a couple starters out of those guys. But um, rounds one and two, he you know, has really struggled, I would say, other than one draft in 2019. Um, I think it's been a pretty big problem for him and not hitting on some of these first-round picks especially. And so if he can just be average in the next five years on first-round picks and maintain his success rate in the later rounds – we can have a really, really good football team. Um, I really believe that, especially with some of the the team-friendly deals that he is able to pull off and some of the trades. I mean, I think he's a really savvy GM. He just hasn't hit on the number five overall pick that you got to <laughs> hit on. You know, he yeah. hasn't hit on on some of these number one or these first-round picks in the in the late teens, um, in the twenties, in the twenties. You know, Isaiah Wilson. Um, Rashawn Evans seems like he's trending towards being a bust. Corey Davis, Adoree Jackson, you know, not J-Rob's fault that Adoree Jackson gets hurt and you have to move on from him, but um, still, just add him to the list. Jack Conklin not re-signing him. Kevin Dodd, another guy, early second round, basically a first-round pick. Complete bust, out of the league in two years. Um, You know, so if you can just match that success that you've had in the later rounds and start hitting on some of these first-round guys, we could have a really good team. I really, you know... A Super Bowl contending team every year. That's true. I um, would also like to mention that John Robinson seems like he kind of has a trend of every other year is a significantly better draft than the last. So last year was his really, really bad draft class so far. At least for the first round pick, obviously, with Isaiah Wilson. Yeah, I mean, yeah. There are other guys too. Cole McDonald, (laughs) seventh round. Yeah, quarterback. Yeah, but you're going to miss on. Like those, yeah, that's true. Yes, not, but it just it kind of it gets GM added to the fact that that wasn't a great draft class, yeah. and then the year prior, absolutely amazing, amazing draft class, and that but, pattern I mean, seems know, to kind of continue with his Christian style. Fulton could be a stud. At that's true. That's Darren, true. Darrington Evans could be a great change of pace back. We just don't know yet. Yeah, as, as of right now, they have not contributed to the team 
at all. And I, but I would say Chris Jackson so far is actually our best draft pick out of that class. He 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 started a couple games for us and actually played pretty well as a DB as yeah, a seventh round DB. Yeah, but I'm I'm just saying like as a whole, you're they, right, you're they right. didn't even contribute at all last. And you're year saying this year we're due, and so that's what you're saying. Without the 2019 class, basically, that our this season would have been horrible. Oh, yeah. oh yeah. So I would agree. I'm hoping that this season, which we have nine picks this year, which is a good time to you know, if he keeps that every other year going, we're gonna have a good a good draft right now. Yeah, and I would say y'all basically hit it um uh i would agree with the later rounds and yes derrick henry and aj brown were second round picks but we still you know we gotta we gotta hit in the first round so i'm really excited about um you know i almost think that j rob learned his lesson last year with isaiah wilson um maybe I don't know. You just never. Maybe we couldn't don't draft anyone with character concerns. Yeah. this year. Maybe we stay away <laughs> Maybe, from that. Hey, from the red flags. Spin zone. We needed a year like last year to make him realize he's got to be better. Just you can you can take some chances on some guys next year. Just twenty. Get, we don't we don't need anybody with uh, you know a DUI sophomore year <laughs> on their record. Twenty twenty draft class. A little slice of humble That's pie for Jay. I didn't know he had a. DUI no, I don't think he did either. I'm just saying if we get a guy in the third round. And there's you know a red flag there because of you know a question mark if the guy loves football. I'm like, all right, what are we doing? Yeah, we want Bud Dupree's <laughs> that love football. Yeah, yes, I would take exactly. a guy. I would take full a full nine picks of guys who are less talented but love. You know who loves football? Football. Morgan Cox. <laughs> Morgan Cox does love football because, like Robert said, he's 34 years old, still playing in the NFL. And we all know he's he'd win the snapper, Hunger Games. Great, and he great win the beard, Hunger Games. by the way. Yes. Uh, and so, from with, what I've seen on his Wikipedia page, also so I successfully tied him into this episode with the uh, with the draft picks that we have. Robert, do you have a list of which draft picks we have? Yes, we have a first round draft pick. We're picking number twenty two. Twenty two. Let me get to my list here. And then in the second round, we have a second round draft. We have so we have a pick in every round, except we have two third round picks and two sixth round picks. I'm not going to go into every number, um, but the one of our third round picks was a compensatory pick that we got for losing Jack Conklin last year. The NFL does a little algorithm every year where if you lose uh, a free agent, it, your net free agents, if you lose. What am I trying to say? If your net free agents that you lose exceeds your net free agents that you gained by a certain production level, snap percentage, and uh, contract going out percentage, you get a, another pick in the next draft class. So this third round compensatory pick is the highest compensatory pick that the NFL gives in the third round. And they're tacked on at the end of the third round. And because Jack Conklin was an all-pro starter for the Cleveland Browns last year, or yeah, last year, we were awarded a third round compensatory pick uh, because we did not bring in a free agent that was equal to or better than his caliber. Yeah, and, and with those and the multiple picks in certain rounds, um, John Robinson is known to shift around in the draft picks. So Definitely. we, as of right now, of recording this, we have nine draft picks. All right, so now we're going to get into uh, just talking about this year's draft with the certain positions and maybe mention some players, known players, unknown players, and we're going to go by position 
if we feel like we don't really need that position, we on might the, spend on the Titans roster. The correct. Yeah, tight for the Titans draft picks. You know, position of need for the Titans. Um, so I and I mean, with that, I guess we'll start with quarterback. Um, obviously, right now, Ryan Tannehill is our quarterback. Backup. That's my quarterback. Backup Logan Woodside or or Deshaun Kaiser. Oh, I forgot about Deshaun Kaiser. Um, or Cor McDonald or Trevor Simeon. I mean, I think those uh, guys are gone. Cole's been cut, and so has Trevor. Didn't Trevor start a game for the Jets this past year? Actually, he might have, and he might have gotten hurt. I in think the he game. got hurt like in the, in the first quarter. Um, I don't know why I laughed at that. Hope he's okay on Monday. Yeah, yeah. wish him the best. Um, prayers and thoughts and prayers to the Trevor Simeon family. Um, yes, we do need to take a stab at a quarterback, I think, in this draft. I think we do. And I, my philosophy is go and get a quarterback in rounds five to seven every single year. In, especially like when you have a guy like Ryan Tannehill, you know he's your starter. Go, just, it's, you don't really hit on those guys very often anyway. You got nine draft picks this year. So spend a seventh-round draft pick on a quarterback, evaluate him in camp. Maybe he's the next Tom Brady. You never know. All right. That would be amazing. I would love that. That would be amazing, exactly. <laughs> and then, you know, you got a quarterback who is elite and nobody nobody knew it. Nobody he he passed all the evaluations without anybody figuring out how good he was. So it's such an important position that I you know, I think you gotta spend a draft pick on a quarterback yeah. every year. And I, I Luke Falk and Cole McDonald are two guys that in previous years we've tried that. Hasn't necessarily worked out, but like Robert said, it's fine to still take a stab at it. Um, yeah, you're no some, worse off. You never off. know when it's going to hit. You're no worse off. It's not like, you, I mean, what, do we don't need another, you know, seventh-round DB for being a gunner on special teams. Yeah. You can go get a guy in free agency. We've covered that. those guys in previous years. Dane Crookshank, Chris Jackson. Yeah, you're fine. Yeah. You're fine. So, uh, yeah, with quarterback and, I mean – we're definitely not in the huge, you know, there's a lot of discussions about quarterback this year. I mean, they're they're even saying there might be five taken in the first top ten picks, oh, mm-hmm. which would be incredible. So that's something to look out for for the draft, but not necessarily with the Titans. So I'm not necessarily, and let me say this and then you jump in, Pettit, but I'm not necessarily saying we should do this, but I love Kellen Mond. I think he um, is highly underrated out of Texas A&M. Texas A&M. Um, I think uh, he had a really bad team around him, and uh, you know J- Jimbo Fisher has consistently put his quarterbacks in positions where they have a lot of turnovers. So I'm not as worried about the high number of turnovers. I think he's a guy. He's got a lot of raw talent and athleticism. I think he's a guy you put him behind Ryan Tannehill for a year, maybe two years, and once Tannehill's contract is up, maybe Kellen Mond your quarterback of the future. I'm not saying you go up and draft him in the second and third round, but yeah. if he's there in the fourth and fifth round. I, you know, I yeah. wouldn't be upset if we spent a draft pick, uh, a middle of the tier draft pick on him. I think originally when you were talking, I disagreed. I was like, I don't, I don't really like him. Not the biggest fan of him. But I think the way you put it, you know, take a stab at him later in the draft. Absolutely, I'm, I'm down. I mean, like you said, it's he's pretty raw, so it's like I'm not that high on him because he doesn't. He has, he makes a lot of mistakes. At least watching him, I was always like. What is that? Well, and the the thing that people say about Kelmond is he's he got better every single year. Mm-hmm. So Definitely. you gotta you gotta admire that. So does either of y'all have anything else you want to say on the quarterback position? I feel like 
obviously right now we love Ryan Tannehill. Incredible deal how we got him and absolute just home run by John Robinson to get Ryan Tannehill. Definitely. The only thing I'll add is unless you draft a quarterback like Kellen Mond, I'm not super excited about Logan Woodside and or a late round rookie as your backup quarterback. So, you know, look for the Titans to potentially go get a veteran. Deshaun Kaiser's on our team right now, quarterback out of Notre Dame. He, was he a first round pick by the Packers or a second round pick four or five years ago? I can't remember, but he was up there. I mean, he's a name that's been around. Yeah, and he went to Notre Dame. I don't, um, I don't know. No, where I think he got he, maybe he went to the Browns and then he went to the Packers. I don't remember. He's yeah, been around I think the Browns. League for a little I think bit. that's right. But um, yeah, I, look for the Titans to go out and potentially get a veteran quarterback uh, if we don't spend draft capital on a backup another name to look out for i don't know if he'll last as long as kellen mond davis mills from stanford he might be a second round guy though um so with you know there's quarterback and i mean i can't i can't stress it enough ryan Tannehill is incredible really glad he's our quarterback next position running back obviously we got derrick henry we got darrington evans he was a third round pick last year from appalachian state he was hurt with a hamstring most of the year. Didn't really get to see him much. Scat back type. Do we still have Jeremy McNichols on our we roster? We still have Jerry McN- Jeremy McNichols. Okay. And we also have Donta Foreman, who came on oh. strong last year. Okay. And actually had a touchdown. Next. I mean, yeah. I love all four of those running backs. Yeah. I'm, I'm not saying we actually have to move on. Foreman, just, Foreman was great in the Bengals game. Yeah, he had, a, he had a really good season. And we picked him up off the Texans once they cut him middle of the year. So, you know, I think this all depends on where where the coaching staff feels like Darrington Evans is. Uh, is he ready to, and healthy to produce this year? Does he know the playbook? Because, you know, Dante Foreman is kind of in the same build. He's a poor man's Derrick Henry. It's um, a great description of him, actually. Jerry McNichols, he's not exactly a speed guy. He's a smaller guy, and he's good on special teams. But he's not going to, you know, blow past anybody out there. Darrington Evans, though... He is a speed guy, and he is a receiver out of the backfield. So, you, you know, he's like the Deion Lewis role when Derrick Henry and Deion Lewis were splitting carries is what I think the purpose of drafting him in the third round at App State PTSD. is. What you say? <laughs> I said PTSD. Yeah, exactly. You would hope that Darrington Evans is better than Deion Lewis in that role. Definitely. And so we'll. See, I think it all depends on where they think Darrington Evans is. If Darrington Evans is ready to produce, then – I don't know that we draft a running back this year. Would you be – yeah, I guess – so you wouldn't be frustrated at all if we didn't go running back. I mean, if we, we go – Or just be – if, right, if we go running back ready. in the top five rounds, I'll be frustrated. Okay. If they have a running back rated really highly, they think he can play special teams, and they're not convinced that Darrington Evans is the guy to back up Derrick Henry or be that scat back, and they spend a six-round pick on a running back, I'm not going to – you know, that's fine. What about Chuba Hubbard from Oklahoma State? He's kind of ranked down there, and he would maybe be a late round guy. Yeah, that's a guy that you know. If we can get him in the late round again, I just I don't want to spend a third round pick on a running back. I don't think that helps our team. Yeah, I think um, the glaring need that we need is a wide receiver. So and to that, move into the next position, yep, that's the next position we're going to talk about. And I think this might be one of my favorite uh, positions to talk about because I would say it's a high level of need. Um, and I, you know, a lot of mock drafts 
I said I'm, I'm a huge mock draft guy. A lot of them we're seeing names like Elijah Moore from Ole Miss, Rashad Bateman from Minnesota, Terrace Marshall from LSU, guys like that. Fun fact about Elijah Moore, he is in the Ole Miss-Mississippi State game a couple years ago. Uh, he did a celebration in the end zone where he acted like he was a dog peeing on a fire hydrant. Cost him the game, didn't Cost it? Cost them the game because I think they the extra point was going to win it. And then the extra point was moved back because of the penalty. They missed the extra point, went into overtime, and lost, I'm pretty sure. Or they might have even lost by missing the extra point. Yeah. So um, I still want Elijah Moore. Fun <laughs> fact about him, but I still, I still would want him. He's, he's, uh, he's a beast. Well, we, wide receiver, you're right, Pettit. Wide receiver is probably our number one or maybe number two need this year. We need a guy opposite of A.J. Brown. We signed Josh Reynolds. We brought in Marcus Johnson from the Colts uh, out of Texas. Um, you know, we've got some younger guys that have shown some promise. Um, Cameron Batson, do we still have Cameron Batson? Cameron Batson, still have Cameron Batson. We've got, you know, unproven guys like Richard Davis. We've kept Cody Hollister on the on the roster for the last two years out of Arkansas, who's made a, like a catch here and there. Nick Westbrook, a kind, he's a tall, uh, you know, lanky receiver out of Indiana. They've seemed to really like. Um, but I don't know that we have anybody opposite A.J. Brown in that list of names that actually scares any defensive coordinator in the NFL. And so, yeah. you know, if there, this, posi- this draft, everybody is talking about how there are a ton of wide receivers in this draft, not just wide receivers, but small, shifty slot guys. So I would be shocked if the Titans do not come away with a small, shifty um, slot receiver in the first three rounds. We've got four picks in the top 100, you know, maybe a Kadarius Coney, uh, Tony, maybe uh, from Florida, a, from Florida, a Rondell Moore out of Purdue. A, a personal favorite of mine is Jalen Hardy out of North Texas. Jalen Darden. Jalen Darden out of he North does Texas. That. He, I, he, he tends to do that. I do tend to do that. I've been doing a lot of uh, uh, high school basketball research, and he's the number three recruit in next year's class. But Jalen Darty out of North Texas. Darden. Thank you, J.D. Jalen Darden. Wow. I don't even know his name, but I know that his highlight tape is amazing. Uh, Jalen. I get real Antonio Brown vibes when I watch him. North Texas. North Texas, the small green. school. The guy had like 19 touchdowns in seven total games last year, and I would uh, – I would not hate it at all if we picked him. Well, I, are you saying that like Jalen Darden would be the only receiver we take, or I, I feel like if we took Jalen Darden, we would have already grabbed a receiver early? Yeah, because you could probably get Jalen Darden in what the fifth or sixth round. I would think so. Yeah. Yeah. So if we get him, you know, maybe we also get a uh, who's the guy out of Minnesota? Rashad, uh, Rashad, Bateman. Rashad Bateman. Rashad Bateman. Another guy. He's actually like he's a taller more physical receiver. He's like a, they say a Juju Smith comparison. Yeah. And so there's less of his type receiver in the draft. Like I said, there's a lot of uh, shifty guys, smaller shifty guys. And so I could see us maybe taking him at, in the first round and then taking another guy like uh, Jalen Darden in the sixth round, um, (laughs) just to add some more competition to that room. But um, J-Rob J- loves production. I cannot say it enough. He loves college production. And there is not – I 
in seven games, I don't think there's a more productive wide receiver in the draft, including Devontae Smith, who he was had, the Blitnikoff winner. He had a lot of touchdowns. So and yeah, his touchdowns per game wasn't was unmatched this year. Yeah. But what are your thoughts on on receiver? I am going to make a prediction, prediction, and I think that the Titans are going to draft a wide receiver in the first round. Okay. And okay. I think they're going to take a second wide receiver in the sixth round. Okay. Okay. Wow. That is so my prediction. You're yeah. not just saying later in the draft. You're saying in the sixth round. In the sixth round, and I think, well, I can't say it's going to pan out, but I think one of the two is going to pan out. I like it. I, I mean, would love that, and really, I mean, you would love for it to be the first round guy, but and you would love for both of them to work out. But <laughs> if we're getting if we're getting one of the Perfect two working world, out, all, all nine guys work. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, and I guess did we do that in the Corey Davis Taewon Taylor? Was that the same draft? Yeah, we went first round, third round with that. Wow, Davis in the first bold move, Taewon and Taylor both in the third. are gone now. So. Now, let me ask you this: Would you rather see us draft a small, shifty slot guy to potentially start, or would you rather see uh, us draft like a like a taller possession receiver to compete with Josh Reynolds for the number two wide receiver on the outside? I'm very pro going for the second wide receiver. Or yeah, because Pettit did two. mention earlier. I'm very anti skeptical slot guy. Dexter McCluster. <laughs> is that just because of our poor history? Absolutely. With yeah. like Kendall Wright. Taylor well, so yes, Elijah absolutely. Moore. Are you saying Elijah Moore would be the kind of guy that you wouldn't want? That's a tough question. He's different. Yeah. He's, <laughs> he's built different. He pees on he's fire hydrants. Different. Yeah, he's, he's, <laughs> he's a different. fire hydrant celebration kind See, of guy. See, the reason why I like him is because A.J. Brown loves him. A.J. Brown does love him, but yeah, he's that old is miss, a so, huge, that, That's a good you know, uh, validation from yeah, somebody. Yeah, that, that is very true. He actually is a beast and the thing about elijah moore he's like five eight or five nine or something um people say that he's only slot i've been hearing some guys that are like no i swear elijah moore can play outside and inside so and you love to hear that if we go with a guy to play on the outside pettit are you okay with cameron batson being our starting slot receiver no that's I a would, great question. So that I mean, situational question might yeah. change his answer. And the coaches love Cameron Batson. Wait, he, how would that? You're saying he's he saying with Cameron Batson slot other than Mason Kinsey. Yeah, but I'm saying we can go six round pick with a slot guy. Oh, okay, okay. Well, so, well, so I'm so saying, saying the first round, I I do not want to. You're skeptical in the this, first round because that's the one that's got to hit. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So so you would rather have a six round rookie unknown starting over Cameron Batson, Jalen Darden. There he is. <laughs> yeah, you're the one talking him up. Well, I, I mean, I'm I, I'm talking him up, but I I think uh, the, the reason I asked the question is looking at our roster construction, we have multiple guys that I feel like could play on the outside, and I would rather see us go and take another stab at a you know a, a guy who can take the top off the defense kind of player, a a speed guy rather than a possession tall receiver. And maybe they think AJ Brown is is the speed guy, deep threat, but he's I don't know, more of a more of a physical guy. He he's got speed, but um like uh you know, you're not going to get him, but maybe we trade up and get Jalen Waddle. Um yeah, that, that would be the kind of guy that I would I would hope we go after. That'd be a big that'd be a big trade up. Um so yeah, wide receiver bottom line, it's stacked Another name to look out for, Deami Brown from North Carolina. Just saying. Um, next, we're going to go to tight end. Um, with considering Johnny Smith gone, we have Anthony Ferkser, um and Jeff Swaim. I believe Michael Pruitt is still kind of 
We don't know yet. He might be gone. I don't. Is he still on the roster? Robert? He's not still on the roster. He's he's currently still a free agent. Hasn't signed with us or anyone. But I don't think if Michael if Michael Pruitt is with us or not, I don't think your plans change a lot going into the draft. That's true. I think the tight end position is the second or third biggest need. Uh, we we've got to go get a guy. I think I don't know much about the tight ends coming in to the draft in terms of the college kids. I just know that I think we we should go. I think we should get a tight end in the top four draft picks. Like uh, you know, maybe we got two third round draft picks. Maybe we use that compensatory selection on a tight end uh, that that we really like. Or maybe it's a trade up situation, like yeah, you were saying. Could be, but, but I, with the with the tight ends, it's kind of like Kyle Pitts is the number one tight end, and then after that, it's like you can almost grab whomever. So the trade-up situation might not be as applicable with the tight end position. Here's a question. Do you all see a scenario where we go all out and trade a huge draft haul to go get Kyle Pitts? I don't. (laughs) Absolutely not. I would love that. Zero. Like that's You already had Jonu, and you decided you didn't want him. That's a good point. Why would you? Because Kyle Pitts is is like a quarter of the price. He's Calvin Johnson. Not if you trade away everything you've got. He's a he. He is. I just mean per year. Cost a ton. It sounds like costs a lot to go get Kyle Pitts. You're right. It does. But he is very against this. He's supposed to be very anti that move. I think. Why would we do that? That Let me tell you why we do that. Let me tell you why we do that because he's supposed to be the best tight end prospect that that they've seen in like 25 years. But J.C. Horn couldn't guard him. One of the best corner prospects at South Carolina. He, and not only corner, pro, like man corner Yeah, prospects. one of the best man corner prospects in the draft. It looked like he was a spinning top out there. I mean, I think Kyle Pitts is that good where you put him, Derrick Henry, and A.J. Brown on the same team, and all of a sudden you've got you know top-tier NFL offense for the next five years written all over you. Yeah. I... I don't necessarily see it happening. I don't think I think it's a pipe dream, but I would love But it. it'd be insane. Um just one tight end name to look for. Zach Davidson from Central Missouri. He's a guy that might not be as known, but he would be a solid one, I think that maybe could be a name to look out for. Um so moving on to the next position, we're going to go offensive line. Um and this one, I mean, when you think about the offensive line, just glaring need right away, you think tackle. Um, yeah, right tackle. Right tackle. Uh, and so the thing about the tackles in this draft, they're clearly top two tackles in Pene Sewell and Rashawn Slater. Those guys we're not going to even have a chance with. But the thing with it is all the other guys, if there's going to be a certain, you know, pick of okay a couple teams grab a tackle then those other uh guys that are maybe you know number three to number eight or something known as the best tackles quote unquote they might start going off it's you know you you might see a trend of tackle 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 got to take our tackle so um i'm really not sure uh i think i mean right tackle for sure we need guards are we set are we you know, I think it's one of those things you'll probably have. You probably draft an offensive lineman or two every year. Um, it's a, a five position group. You know, five guys play at a time, and you carry 
eight or nine ty- offensive linemen on your roster on an active roster on game day. So it's it's uh, almost a guarantee that you're going to take a couple offense an offensive lineman or two every year. Probably right tackle. There's some mocks that have us taking a right tackle in the first round. Um, you know, b- bad taste in your mouth because we had to take a first ra- tackle in the or a right tackle in the first round last year. So yeah, just uh, glaringly obvious that we missed on Isaiah Wilson. Pat, do you have anything else to add to that? No, I think I agree with Robert. I think it's just you draft for depth. Yeah. Draft for depth. And just maybe please, please, and on. please no Isaiah Wilson 2.0. No red flags. No red flags. No sophomore year DUI. Like no Robert sophomore said. year DUI. <laughs> um, next up, defensive line. I saw something uh, today. It was it was a tweet from Ian Rappaport that was you know from a a trusted individual, and that kind of thing is like okay, I know from a good source, you know, boots on the ground, blah, blah. When it's Ian Rapport, you know it's My legitimate. cousin knows somebody. Exactly. Yeah, which I am guilty of saying that, I will admit. <laughs> um, uh, it's said that this year, the defensive line, like depth of draft prospects is very low. There's just supposedly mm-hmm. not as many defensive linemen. I mean, Christian Barmore from Alabama, and then who else? It's basically, you know, that's kind of the consensus right now. Yeah, and I, I think that's okay because we're not necessarily hurting at the uh, interior D-line spot after free agency. Knock on wood. That's true. Knock on wood. Um, I would like to see a you know like a third and fourth defensive lineman upgrade. Um, Jack, Craft, Jack Crawford is pretty old, going on year 10. Daquan Jones still hasn't been re-signed. And so right now, your backup defensive tackles to Jeffrey Simmons and Danico Autry are Laurel Murchison, who was drafted last year, and Tyre Tart, who was an undrafted free agent out of Florida International last year. So um, I think Tyre Tart is actually a really good third overall uh, defensive lineman. He had some pretty good plays last year. But Laurel Murchison is just kind of – he was kind of a meh, kind of a dud to me. Yeah, watching him play. Um, so I wouldn't mind, you know, if they if there's an, a defensive lineman again that's in the fifth round, they really like take him and see if he can't beat out Laurel Murchison for that fourth uh, defensive line spot. Yeah, I mean, I would say that's that's basically it with defensive line. Um, someone like Jalen Twyman from Pittsburgh, uh, someone like Marvin Wilson from Florida State. You never know. I think it's going to end up being probably a a later round pick. But the only scenario I could see is if Robert said last episode, best, you know, best player available defensive line. If Christian Barmore is there at 22 and we grab him, who knows? Um, but next edge, you know, going to uh defensive end edge position. This one's interesting because this is one of those picks where you never know when it's going to work out. Right. You just never know. Uh, you, yeah, you probably take an edge rusher every year. We took DeAndre Walker in 2019. Uh, who did we take? Did we take one last year? Um, hmm. We did not take one last year, but probably should have taken one last year since we missed well, on Clowney. Yeah, and, we had uh, Clowney in mind basically even at the draft. So yeah, and and we addressed that position pretty heavily in free agency. So I, I don't see us spending. I, there's some mocks that have us taking an edge player in the first round with Harold Landry and Bud Dupree. I don't know that that's. I don't think that's the direction we go. I really don't. I think we. I Plus, think Harold Landry and Bud Dupree play almost 
every snap on defense yeah. for defensive linemen. I mean, they're they have really high percentage uh, defensive snaps. Yeah. But as Titans fans, you can never have enough pass rushers. We know that too well. Yeah, and you hear names out. You know, you hear names of guys. They're not necessarily first round talent, but they're going to be there second, third round. So I don't know. I don't see us going first round edge. I know mock drafts might have that, but originally, you know, at the at the end of this season, I was thinking, oh, we have to go first round. We have to go edge first round. And I have completely changed my mind. Um. Next up, kind of what plays, you know, linebacker, sometimes outside linebacker can be edge a little bit. Um, I, to me, in terms of need, potentially it might be there. I know Robert talks a lot about David Long. Uh, I talk a lot about Jayon Brown. We've mentioned Rashawn Evans. There might be a certain level of need there. I have this personal uh, liking of Zaven Collins from Tulsa. Um and he's someone, honestly, anyone, if we're going to go linebacker in the first round, it's Zayvon Collins. Anyone else, I'm going to be mad about if we take a linebacker in the first round. I don't think I'd be thrilled about a linebacker in the first round at all, personally. Yeah. I think we got enough depth that we can address it next year, personally. I agree with that. I, I do think you maybe take one in the maybe fourth or fifth round just because he can play on special teams. And we know that's important to the Titans. And uh, we've had success with David Long as a fifth-round linebacker. Sixth, and sixth round, actually. Sixth round linebacker. Yeah. There you go. Um, Jayon was also late, I believe. Jayon was fifth. Yeah. Jayon was fifth. Yeah. And Rashawn Evans was first. And I would prefer to see uh, David Long and Jayon Brown get the majority of the snaps this year. Mm-hmm. Um, that being said, Rashawn Evans, Jayon Brown, contracts are both expiring next year. Um You've got potentially one guy to replace him on the roster. I don't know that the second guy is on the roster, and maybe one of those, one of the, you know, Jayon or Sean gets re-signed. But um, I wouldn't be surprised to see John John Robinson take a linebacker in the mid to late rounds. Someone who kind of isn't brought up as much as a, like a highly rated one, but Dylan Moses from Alabama. Yeah, would you was, like that? Well, he was supposed to be like a first round pick before he tore his ACL two years ago, right? Yeah. And then did he not have a great season this past year and, and hasn't risen up the draft boards as much as he thought? I mean, I don't, I don't know much about what his pre-draft stuff has looked like. Yeah. Um, and then I would say another huge need, uh, we're getting into cornerbacks. Hmm. This, I would say, when it comes down to it, first round, it's either receiver or cornerback to me. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, I that's what I think we're doing first round. If if say, you know, someone's not there that we were targeting, we trade out of the first round and get those picks like Robert's scenario in last episode, we get a second and third for trading out of the first. I would take that. If if someone like a Greg Newsom from Northwestern wasn't there. Unless you have a chance to trade with Miami and go get uh, Kyle Pitts at number six, I'm with you. <laughs> Wide receiver or corner in the first round. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And I believe you said that this draft class is, has a lot of depth on the corner position. Yeah. So they, trading out on the first round wouldn't be the worst move ever and maybe getting two of them. Yeah. yeah. And that's the thing about the cornerback position is there are guys that people are like, oh, they're, they're going to be the slot guys or, oh, they're going to be the outside guys. I mean, I I would love a cornerback first round. Yeah, I would too. It's been, you know, we had success with the Dory while I was healthy. Um, 
but it's been a while since I feel like we've had a true shutdown top tier NFL corner really since maybe Samari Roll or I guess Cortland Finnegan. Can you all think of a guy that we've had since them who have been a you know real shutdown lockdown Altron, guy? Altron Werner. Yeah, Altron Werner had that good year, and then he went and signed with Tampa Bay. Um, but you know maybe Christian Fulton can be that guy. I know they really like him as a man-to-man corner. Obviously, Janoris Jenkins has br- been brought in to be the uh, competitive man-to-man corner that he has been in the league for so long. And Kevin Johnson is supposed to be um, you know a guy who could potentially really help our team. So. Um, It'd be it's, it'd be shocking to me. We're gonna if we draft a corner in the first round, uh, I really it's got to be a man to man guy who can step right in and compete with Christian Fulton and Kevin Johnson to be the second and or third corner. You don't want to see a first round pick this again this year. Who there's question marks going into game one if he's even yeah. gonna play. You gotta you gotta have a first round pick this year who's ready to step on the field and contribute. So if Greg Newsom is there and Elijah Moore is there. First round, who would you want the Titans to grab? I go corner. I go Greg Newsom there. I think I'm going corner as well. I think we need him more. And I'm once again, I'm hype on the Josh Reynolds train right now. Yeah, but I that's might a good point. My words like, here. In we a almost, few you know, John Robinson and his staff, they could not be looking at receiver as much as we fans think because they think there's you know great potential in True. Josh Reynolds. True. Um, so yeah, I would say uh, before going to our last position. Receiver and cornerback would be the top two, I would think. Tight end is in there. Yeah. Um, but yeah, let's let's cover I honestly, safety real quick before we move on. I wouldn't be upset if we go two corners, two wide receivers, one tight end, and then the other four, and maybe a tackle. Picks. You know, maybe I agree. Go, I think that would be a cares? great draft. Tackle, running back, quarterback, and then whoever you think is good at special teams. It's a good point. Um, so yeah, safety, I guess with that safety is not as huge of a position of need. We're thinking, nope. uh, unless the safety would be, you know, like a Logan Ryan type transitions into a slot corner. Um, I, the only name that comes to mind is a guy like Javon Holland from Oregon. Um, he's potentially someone, but I don't know when it comes down to it, you know, some of the needs or some of the positions we're maybe not as high on and needing as much uh, running back safety D line. Maybe we said, but you know for sure up there receiver, cornerback, edge, um, tight, end. tight end for sure. Yeah, Rece- top three I would go receiver, corner, tight end. Yeah, that that I would I would and go I put with them that in as order: well. corner, tight end, receiver. Actually, oh wow, yeah. okay. What about you, Pettit? Rank those three: tight end, corner, receiver. I'm going. I think corner, wide receiver, edge. Oh, oh so okay. you don't edge tight, tight end, end isn't even not the way we made the moves and higher good point. promoted. So like Ferkser's your guy, yeah. You're I think, we're that's, rolling I think that's how the Titans are acting. I don't know if yeah. that's necessarily the best route. I don't I don't think it's the yeah. bad route. I don't know, I'm kinda of rambling here. I, I don't necessarily disagree. here, but I think that's just the way they're acting and I don't think getting someone else would be a huge improvement from him. Yeah. JG. All right, well yeah. No, so, oh uh, yeah, I didn't I didn't give my answer for those three. I would say receiver. No, yeah, receiver, corner, tight end. Okay, that's what I would go. Um, but yes, so we kind of we just I mean fired those off right there. And like we said, the first or the episode before episode three and a half, we're not going to give you you know um, the crazy intangibles of players and why they're going to be great, why they're going to be bad, or why we think they're going to be bad, but. 
Um, we definitely will have more of an analysis of the players that we actually do draft. Um, once we actually know who we're, you know, who we got, we're then going to talk about them, hype them up, obviously. And, uh, hopefully they don't have that sophomore DUI on their, on their, uh, on their record. (laughs) And if Um, anybody wants to know, I will have an index card in my pocket on draft night that says Jalen Darden, no matter what. And he got it right. Jalen Darden. That is right. Um, so, uh, yes, we are really excited, uh, for some of the things we have during the draft night. Uh, Robert kind of mentioned, you know, breaking down teams in our division. Jaguars have the first pick. They're probably taking Trevor Lawrence. Um, our picks. And, uh, yeah, so we're super excited and we're um, ready for you to tune in and listen. Uh, for Primetime Titans, I'm JG. I'm Pettit. And I'm Robert. And we thank you all.